0: You're listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings. Great deal going on right now. You throw down $5 on an NFL game, and if that team wins, you get $200 in free plays. That's simple. Check out DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. All right, we got a ton of comments, got a ton of people. Everybody hop in right now. Um, Arizona wins 84 to – excuse me, uh, final score right here. My my my, uh, Arizona (laughs) wins. Arizona wins in a game that was much closer than I think a lot of people thought their shoe. And you and I were watching the game together and we, here's what's frustrating. About, I think about this team right now, they're very, they're very capable of winning games and blowing teams out, but it does seem that there's something that prevents them sometimes from just destroying teams from the very beginning. And I think we saw that really come to its, uh um, fruition today against a Washington team that quite frankly isn't that good.
1: But a Washington team that uh, today was a heck of a lot more pesky uh, than Arizona was and peskiness uh, gave uh, the huskies a lot of extra possessions and I think that was uh, that was helpful in them staying in the game for you know upwards of 34, 35 minutes in this matchup. You never had a feeling that Arizona was going to lose but there was a lot of reason for frustration that Arizona didn't seem to dominate as well as the talent disparity would suggest. Uh, And some of the, it's very much, if you look at this from a statistical standpoint, uh, there are numbers that you like and numbers that are irritating. Among the irritating numbers, we might as well start with the negatives first. Why be any different in 2022 than we were in 2021, right? Uh, Arizona, uh, Washington forced 21 steals. Washington also got 11 offensive rebounds. Now, if you look at it statistically, Arizona had the same amount of offensive rebounds and actually dominated the final tally on the glass for unofficially 44-31. That's a nice number. But if you're giving up extra opportunities on uh, your defensive end and not take taking care of business, it gives the other team obviously chances uh, to get extra scores and stay in the game and if you take the 11 offensive rebounds that washington got into account you take the 21 steals that washington got into account that's a difference of 32 in essence extra possessions and it's what washington
0: needed to stay in this game what all right so let's now talk about uh, here's what i think arizona is a little bit of a an, an interesting team Arizona is very tough mentally there's no doubt about that and we've seen that in spades we saw that against Illinois when you got down big we saw that against Tennessee when they got down big both road games and Arizona is able to claw their way back and not even playing the best but what's fascinating to me about this team though is that they're not necessarily physical they're They're tough mentally, but they're not necessarily tough physically. And I think that's where teams like a Washington can hop in there. They can get those offensive rebounds. They can get some buckets. They can get those putbacks. They can get those extra shot threes that you generally don't necessarily see. If Arizona isn't physical,
1: then Arizona has to make up for a lack of physicality in other ways. And I don't disagree with your assessment here. And, 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 one of the way a few of the ways to do that is that you've got to utilize your athleticism and you've just got to play you just got to fight and fight a little bit more to try to make up the difference with what you know your inabilities may be and that is kind of a an irksome area right now because there are some teams especially tonight if you if you want to you know one of one of the terms that folks like is the 50 50 ball thing loose ball situation where you don't really know when that occurs, who's going to ultimately get possession, and you hope to be on the right end of that statistic. Arizona tonight wasn't anywhere near on the right end of that statistic, and is what kept Washington in the game. The Huskies were pesky. There were a lot of opportunities, where they did a steal the ball, and I thought from a scouting point, they did some interesting things that we should keep our eyes on. But in regards specifically to your question, who on this roster fills that void? Matherin is a phenomenal player who isn't particularly physical. Right, Greece is not physical. Tabellis isn't physical. Koloko's uh, athletic, long, but he's, he's not, not long, physical. But he's not physical per se. He can get bumped around a little bit on the inside. So now you've just basically run through your starting lineup. That leaves Terry, who was really good tonight, and uh, maybe Kyer off the bench. And and from there, it's just a situation where that's going to be one of those areas where I don't think it's going to be a Wildcat strength, but it's something they're ultimately going to have to fight their way through. But hopefully, from an Arizona perspective, this week in the remainder of practice heading into the ASU game, Tommy Lloyd and the coaching staff has a lot of opportunity to say, look, dude, you gave up 30. And I'm sure he says dudes uh, <laughs> like every coach sure does. does. Um, you gave up 32 in essence, 32 extra possessions in this game. That's what kept this close. This is a game. Arizona had an opportunity from a talent perspective. And Arizona does what we've seen them do, not even play over their heads. But play in a way that we have seen for most of this year. Arizona probably wins tonight's game a lot closer to 40 than I think the final was, uh, something in the neighborhood of 16.
0: And I think that's what's frustrating, though. If we were sitting here and talking about, you know, in years past where an Arizona team was just out talented or, you know, a team's just raining threes left and right, okay, you can kind of wrap your head around it. You don't love it, but you can kind of wrap your head around it. But these are some of this stuff is just careless. When you go into a game where I've got a Christian Coloco who's seven foot one and a Najulas Tabellas who's six foot nine and uh, you got a Benedict Matherin, a Dale and a Dalen Terry. You're going one of the biggest teams in the nation, if not the biggest, and you're giving up all kinds of offensive rebounds and not only offensive rebounds, offensive rebounds that were leading right to you know, to wide open threes, to cuts to the basket, all kinds of things that you you that are just correctable. It should shouldn't be something that we should be talking about for a team that's you know, ranked in the top 10 in the nation right now
1: they're going to have to correct it too. And I think a part of that, part of that was just not being strong enough. Not, And I don't mean that from a what they have, just not being, I guess, tenacious enough. Washington, if anything, out tenacious Arizona tonight. Uh, and, and and even so, it's weird because we're talking about ultimately a, 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 a double figure win where even when Washington cut this to five, they're I don't think anybody really had a feeling Washington was ever going to win the basketball game. Uh, but he, and and there are some very nice numbers that Arizona put together that I'm sure we'll get to a little bit later. But the area that you're talking about is spot on. They right. so so that's something that we will have to be focused on. And, and there's one the offensive rebounding thing. You just got to correct uh, Washington on a number of occasions on its offensive end, got better position than Arizona did. A lot of times when you see teams get offensive rebounds, it has a lot to do with extended, longer rebounds off three-point shots. That wasn't necessarily the case here tonight. It was Washington, at times, getting better interior position uh, to you know, be able to get second-shot opportunities. But there was something else that Washington did from a scouting report standpoint tonight that i thought was interesting arizona is casual and relatively lazy in regards to what it does on the outlet pass Mm -hmm. because up to this point it's worked very well yeah they they get the rebound and don't even really look they just kind of automatically know one there's one pass there's a second pass on one side or the other there's going to be two guys available to them and then they're going to from that position closer to half court, then try to push the ball up the floor again to get functional in transition. It's what we've seen Arizona be very successful doing this year. Washington's coaching staff in this matchup did a very good job of saying, this is where Arizona passes the ball off a rebound, get there. And they did. And they got to that spot, and they disrupted Arizona's transition game reasonably effectively. What was relatively odd about this game, one of the many things that perhaps was odd, is that Arizona was so much better in the half court than they were in transition. When they got into transition, they were effective, but Washington did a good job, a reasonably good job of negating that, and it kept them in the game.
0: Once Arizona got into the half court, more often than not, they tore that zone to shreds. Our our guy, Bob, and by the way, I'm going to throw out something a little bit out of uh, character here. But you know what? There are new T-shirts out here. Back the A T-shirts. And, you know, these things are absolutely fantastic. I've been tweeting about them. Check them out. You've got to go to the PHNX locker. And you know what? You've got everything there. These these are state of the art. They've got the old cactus. You've got the back of the A. You've got the A mountain on it go there, go to the PHNX locker and check this out. Get them. You know what? They're made out of nice, sturdy cotton. PHNXlocker.com products, back the A, back the freaking A. That's what we put around here. And that's what I think is exciting about being part of this community right here is shirts like this. Now don't make me look bad people. We need you to get some otherwise it comes back and I look kind of stupid, but, um, Nick Howard, Nick Howard just put on here. He said those short, those shirts are dope as hell, Mike. And uh, our guy uh, Sean Seely said t-shirts are fire, Mike. Appreciate you guys. Um, so again, check out the PHNX locker. Everything's covered right there. All right, shoe. Now Arizona, Bob, I think hit something. Bob actually made two really good points. Uh, Bob is longtime Boog Boog on YouTube. Oh, on he's got Twitter. Boog Squared going on, huh? Okay, he does. yes. I thought his point was very good as well. What do you think? He said, call me crazy, but this team lost its edge when Aiken went out. You know, that's that's a fascinating point because Aiken was the guy that, again, it's not like he was ever going to go out there and score 28 points But Aiken, you knew, was going to be able to give you 11 or or 12 physical minutes, make the three, and there really isn't anybody else on that roster that kind of fits into that package that you can put in there the way that Kim Aiken has and the way that Bob so astutely put out there, John Schuster.
1: Yeah, let's work with that from a semantic standpoint. The way that that's phrased, and no offense to Bob, is that it sounds like, well, I'm that's that. screw that. I'm going to be mean to Bob. Now. I will remove
0: you before we remove Bob.
1: <laughs> That's a fair assessment. I think you're making the right call there, which is rare on your part, but uh, nice. you know, every, every once in a while, not nicely done. <laughs> Nevertheless, um, it, it sounds like Arizona doesn't want to be an edgy team, but I think the aspect of that, and, and maybe it's down the Avenue that you touched on is there just may be a physical component that was lost. It's not that they aren't trying to be physical per se or not trying to do the right things or getting into the right spots, but now without a player of that capacity, they're just going to have to work a little bit harder uh, to make that a priority. And we'll see if they're capable of doing it. In in honesty, it was one of the issues that concerned me about Arizona to some degree this year. Uh, they, you know, there were a lot of, we, we really liked what they were doing coming out of the gate. Uh, this is one of the few games we've seen where Arizona defensively wasn't particularly good. Uh, Washington doesn't, isn't a really high scoring team. They And even, even tonight, they shot 41% from the floor. So you look at that, time, eh, that's okay. But again, if you give up offensive rebounds and give up steals, then that boosts the numbers a little bit because you're getting uh, extra opportunities to try to score and stay in the game. And there is a physicality. There is a fight that... It's not a mental toughness, but now they're going to have to understand some some sort of Michigan State-style physicality, some sort right. of what Houston does. Houston right. under Kelvin Sampson just attacks the glass at every given opportunity. If, those are, if you're having trouble with Washington, a team that's not going to make the NCAA tournament, how much trouble are you going to have against good teams that can do that from five spots on the floor? And that's an area that Arizona's going to have to do its best to correct.
0: All right. We're going to talk about Kirk Crease a little bit coming up here because he's been a little bit of a lightning rod, I think for some uh, obvious reasons, but I want to tell you first about the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Great deal going on right now. New customers only. You throw down $5 on an NFL game, and if that team wins, you get $200 in free plays. Here's how simple it is. John Schuster and I are watching the Packers game the other night. Aaron Rodgers is quarterback for the Packers. Nick. Man, or uh, not Nick, Mannion, Sean Man- <laughs> Nick Manion, <laughs> Sean Manion, Nick Mannion of Oregon State fame is quarterbacking the opposing team. I like the Packers and I like their opportunity to be able to win against the Vikings mm. right there. And that's certainly what happened. You know, it wasn't like I was Luke Stradamus or Shustradamus. It was, you know what, we're just playing the odds. That's why you get on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. All right. Eligibility restrictions do apply. 21 and up. New customers only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Again, new customers only. Eligibility restrictions do apply. Check out the DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. Schuster, how well did I put that?
1: Oh, I think you nailed that. Completely. And by the way, excuse me for reaching up here. I think there I think this is uh, a very important potential ingredient. Uh, Bob was talking and a lot of folks are talking about Arizona's lack of physicality. The way to improve that is by virtue of a Steven Seagal energy drink. Right. You can find a Steven Seagal energy drink. The Wildcat, you know, the Wildcat faithful and the U of A basketball team might want to consider going Seagal style, taking care of business. And uh, getting a little bit above the law and out for justice when it comes to what you need to do in terms of uh, what is important get the kind of physicality that's important as uh, Arizona gets into uh, some tougher games perhaps as early as next week we're
0: hearing. Our guy well we're going to talk we're going to make fun of ASU here in a minute and um Robbie uh, you asked her we're going to talk a little bit of Arizona football we are because they actually had some very good news that we're going to get to. But Nick Howard says he has a little bit of a man crush on Kerr. You know what Nick, you and I you and I together my man on that one. Take that any way you want to. But Kirk Kreesa's been beat up a lot this year. And you know what? A lot of it's 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 understandable. I don't, I'm not gonna say justifiable, but understandable. His shooting percentages aren't great. We talked about that a little bit on the AZ Wildcats podcast. By the way, you should be subscribing to that. If you aren't uh yesterday, we talked about that. But there is a feeling whenever I watch Kirk Kreesa out there that the shot that he's gonna take generally is gonna go in. And if it doesn't go in, he's the one that wants that moment. There were a couple different times during this game, and I like how I'm looking over at the TV like they're showing highlights or something to be able to confirm what I'm saying. But he had three threes that were nothing but net, and they were all kind of at the point, too, where Washington's creeping back in there. They're getting back into about that six, seven-point realm. And, nope, shut the door, back to nine. This is going to be that guy, I think, for the totality of his career here, John Schuster.
1: And it's uh, you know, it's nice to have somebody with that attitude and uh, we'll see how I think he's going to be polarizing. I think there are limitations to his game, but in terms of a willingness to take big shots and a resume that has suggested he can make them so far. Those are the good things, but there are going to be games where the frustration I think is on the defensive end. Carissa has clear limitations on the defensive end, and Washington was a team tonight that exploited some of those. Uh, And I think once once the secret is out, it's going to be a little bit more. You're going to have you're going to be the guy who's constantly picked on in that regard. And teams are going to have are going to try to figure out how to get you into positions where they can take advantage of that. So hopefully Creason can figure out some ways to be a little bit more clever on the defensive end, but in terms of what he does on the offensive end and, and, and a willingness to make big shots, that's
0: obviously very helpful uh, for Arizona. And again,
1: this is sure. Go, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
0: Let me ask you this. And Sean Seeley, who's one of my favorite people in the world. He said, you're right. Mike Kerr hit some timely threes that were nothing but net. Let me ask you about another guy with the name Kerr. Uh, John Schuster, I wasn't – well, I was alive, but I was essentially a fetus. John Schuster was in his mid-50s when Steve Kerr was playing here at the U of A. Mid-50th century, yes. Correct, yes. Here's my question. Steve Kerr was never a laterally quick guy. I don't think anybody would look at him and say, that's Reggie Geary going sideline to sideline. How was he able to, in college, and especially to in the NBA – how was he able to minimize a little bit of that? Because I think that that's what you are, that's what you're going to be lo- basically looking at right here is how can you minimize some of the liabilities that maybe you were just physically born with if you're Kirk Carisa. Uh
1: Generally, th- this is, you know, there there are certain limitations that you're just going to have to deal with. But when you're defending somebody, you're playing angles, and you're trying to give up one. The, this, at least, was the Olson. Generally speaking, the Olson philosophy: you give up angles. If you're not as fast as the other guy, make him beat you with a 15-footer or a three-point shot. If you can, okay, that's the way it goes. You're not going to be. You're not going to want to beat you with a layup. Uh, so you need to play back a little bit. If that's ultimately the game plan. And that, I I think from a fleet of foot standpoint, is something that's going to be uh, problematic for some of the players on this team. And there's another one I want to get to a little bit more that we can use to some degree uh, as a comparison here. The other is try to take away the strength of what the opposing player does, the first strength, especially if you're limited defensively. You can't take away all three. But if you can take away one and then make that player go to plan B or plan C, then that enhances your opportunity to be a little bit more competitive. And we'll see as this season moves along whether Arizona's defensive approach is one that can allow that to happen or whether those remain areas that uh, are problematic. But even with their struggles, and I think Arizona has some – lateral movement struggles on this team on the defensive end at some key positions. I thought Kerr as frustrating as he was, uh, and as, you know, as, as, as much as they're trying to isolate and take advantage of him and to Bellis, who in many ways is the same, same way, at least they were oftentimes able to hold their own. And then you look at a guy like Larson who is, is, Obviously had the foot injury tonight. It looks like he recovered because he was out there playing again. But not only is his lateral movement a struggle at this point, but it seems like he's making it worse by thinking through what it is he's supposed to do and just getting completely dominated more often than not on the defensive end. And that's something that Arizona is going to have to deal with when he's on the floor because other teams are going to realize that and try to take advantage of it.
0: All right. Now, Nick Howard makes an interesting point, and I think we're going to start seeing this a little bit more here. Why don't we press more? Now, the one problem, though, if you do press is and here I am. I'm talking about this from my Saguaro High School basketball days, but um, it, it's, it's somewhat difficult to press if you do have one guy at the very top that I can be able to split up the middle which is essentially what you're going to do with Kerr right there. So you almost need to put Kerr to the side right there and either put Daylon Terry or somebody else to at least be able to initiate that press. But I think you got to try something a little bit different here because like you said, Shu, the, um, Washington certainly had a game plan right here and that game plan was to go right at Kerr, Risa and go right at him the entire game. Granted, Terrell Brown Jr. is a very good player and, you know, um, He's a guy that I think that if you're Arizona, you would certainly like to have on your roster still. But this is something you're going to see, and you're going to be playing a lot better teams in Washington going forward. Now, granted, we have essentially a bye coming up with the ASU Sun Devils. But after that, you've got UCLA, you've got USC, and we're going to make fun of ASU here in a second. But that's essentially what you're looking at right there.
1: Yeah, uh, and it's an interesting and and, and really you just asked a question about a team that presses about as much as any team in college basketball. So how much more do you want them to press? Right. What are we, you know, have they pressed less or are there just certain matchups where maybe that doesn't work as well? I'm not against pressing either. I, I think it's obviously been very effective for Arizona. When the Cats can force turnovers, they get out and transition very well. They score easy baskets. Our mantra this year is sometimes basketball doesn't have to be hard. You know, sometimes basketball can be easy. So we like the idea of pressing. I'm sorry. A of I'm sorry. I'm interrupting in the rest real of quick.
0: Uh, our listeners know. <laughs> too well. I'm sorry. I just had to. <laughs> oh, Nick land, is so spot on. The land uh, is <laughs> yes, it was. It's I can even fun. guess
1: who that was that was calling on that landline. Do you have the a famous, A possibly famous Tucson media personality. That's my guess. But nevertheless, yes, that landline was mine. I'm glad that the landlines uh, made a special guest appearance along with the Steven Seagal <laughs> oh, energy drink. Scott
0: Schlenhardt said, <laughs> I literally thought I was hearing my neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, oh, man. That's essentially well. that's essentially Arizona. They take care of business, but they don't really take care of business the way that I think that Arizona fans really wanted them to. And we're. You can get away with that against Washington. You can get away with that the team that we're about to talk about in a second. But that's not that's not something you want to play with. One thing you do want to play with, though, is the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Code word PHNX. Here's the deal. New customers only. Throw down $5. $5 and if that team wins, you get $200 in free plays on the NFL game that you bet. Coming up right here. You might want to look for a team that's a lot better than the other team and then bet on them. Would you agree with this philosophy, John
1: That Wow, that is an incredible DraftKings pick of the week. If you want to get a little deeper, I don't think the DraftKings app or its algorithm yet has the over-under on how many times Shoes Landline is going to ring. But Mm -hmm. if they do, then, you know, now you've got some uh, knowledge and information behind you that can perhaps provide you with with some pertinent information. And if any app does, it would be the DraftKings app that certainly had uh, weird-ass props
0: like that. Yeah, and that's where you want to go again, DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. And you know what? Arizona's playing ASU coming up here. You might want to bet on Arizona against ASU to cover that because I think ASU is going to be walking into a bloodbath this next game. Uh, Jacob Franklin, I don't know if you're still posting out there or not, or our guy Shane, whoever, all the good folks at PHNX. I think, I think ASU is about to run into a buzzsaw right here with uh, Arizona heading north, and that's where I'd hop on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. What do you think, John Schuster? I think, this, I think ASU is going to be out of this game, and I think they're going to be out of this game very quickly.
1: We're going to find out, I think. There's an opportunity to find out how effective uh, Tommy Lloyd and the coaching staff is in practice and how ultimately how they can motivate in a different way. How pissed off are they? They have a lot of opportunity to be pissed off as a result of tonight's game. Again, 32 extra turnovers, uh, 21 steals uh, by Washington and another 11 offensive rebounds. That's A lot of that is hustle. A lot of that's paying attention. A lot of that is hustle. Washington out-hustled Arizona significantly tonight and stayed in the game. That's not good, but from a coaching standpoint, maybe it can help light a fire a little bit, and ASU may be the unfortunate benefactor of that. If that happens, then it's possible that Arizona could win this game uh, convincingly, which would be good because since I bet on Arizona to win convincingly tonight and did not win in my DraftKings pick of the week, I'd like to be able to make that up a little bit. So hopefully the Wildcat coaching staff can use ASU as something of a – of an opportunity to get an in-game practice and take care of uh, some of the things that were problematic tonight uh, because there are, it's sounding like there's an opportunity next week that Arizona may be making an LA run and at least getting one of those games in. And uh, the two LA schools um, are, are right with Arizona as far as being class of the pack are concerned. And those are big games as far as conference and overall seating is concerned.
0: Now, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this one out here. John Schuster is a very modest man. He actually broke the Arizona weight, Might not be playing the UCLA game here on the AZ Wildcats podcast. Do you want to break that they will be playing uh, this coming week?
1: No, I can't break that. That's been tossed around all over the uh, uh, all over a variety of platforms. So and it was talked about. Uh, but thank you for the opportunity that doesn't exist. I very much appreciate that. Uh, and in fairness, I think you knew more about that than I did. Uh, but, uh, but yes, uh, as an aside, yes, Sean should, uh, strongly consider, uh, making the trip. I think there's going to be a lot of, uh, Arizona alum who show up for that game. I'm understanding the tickets are kind of expensive for that matchup, which is catching me off guard a little bit. So, uh, uh, look into that a little bit more than you might think. I think, uh, wildcat representation, Sean might be pretty good in that matchup. Just check on it to be sure. Uh, to see what's available, yeah, are ASU fans going to show up? No, but a lot of uh, Valley-based uh, Arizona fans might be really interested in taking in that hey. game because I think they, uh, they 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 smell blood in the desert as well.
0: Is there another? Is there a better opportunity if you were going to be going up to Tempe to back the A to get on there? and get go there with your Back the A t-shirt from the phnxlocker.com products Back the A. These shirts are taken off like hotcakes. Go up there right now. Let's have more Back the A than uh, any kind of uh, yellow shirts up there. We're going to make that one happen right there, John Schuster.
1: Well, I hope that's the case. Shipping had better get its act together, or you're going to be having a bunch of uh, cargo vans driving up while while Wildcat fans are, you know, heading up the road, they're going to be throwing T-shirts out the windows on I-10, trying to get that uh, handled if you uh, wait too long, because we're at Monday, so you make the order now, you might get that shirt in time, but uh, yeah, it'd be nice to see a bunch of those up at... Uh uh, up right. in Tempe, well representing Mike Luke in the draft. Now, games. I
0: did promise our, I did promise long listener Robbie Dewitt. Do you remember Robbie? Were you? Still? Yes. Yes. Very good. One of the best. One of the best people out there. Always have appreciated all of Robbie's uh, takes. I'm glad that she transferred over uh, with us right here, as um, all the smart people did to uh, the uh, P- uh, PHNX Wildcats. She wanted to ask. if We're going to talk a little bit about the football team. We generally don't talk football, especially on a basketball post game. But Arizona has gotten two massive commitments today. And first and foremost is a guy Jacob Cowing from UTEP, uh, caught for over thirteen hundred yards last year. And what's impressive to me about this is that when you, it's a lot different to me when you get a grad tra- or a transfer. If you get a five-star wide receiver, and again, I don't want to minimize Arizona bringing in a five-star wide receiver out of high school, you got three years to be able to make that work from a Jed Fish perspective. Get me good players in. Generally, guys like this, like a Jacob Cowing, you're you're looking for a one-and-done type stop there to go make money. And so he's the vision that Jed Fish is being able to sell to these kids right now is something that's kind of second to none, and we haven't really seen around here in a long time, Shu.
1: I think it's, uh, yeah, it's been quite some time. Uh, Stoops recruited pretty well and obviously got some good talent here. Uh, But, you know, we're not looking at 15 years ago in that regard. And to Jed Fish's credit, uh, despite, you know, the struggles that Arizona has had between the lines with its football program, uh, being able to recruit like he was, you feel good about uh, being able to compete at a higher level. And uh, there are opportunities in this conference, yes, USC is going to be very good and perhaps dominant under Lincoln Riley. Uh, We know the stability that Utah has, uh, but there are a lot of opportunities in this league to make some upward mobility. And if Arizona can continue to recruit like this, uh, maybe we're going to see a lot more W's as well. And Wildcat fans definitely deserve for that to happen. And let's hope Jed Fish can close the deal in regards to that. From a recruiting standpoint, he's done a fantastic job.
0: One of my favorite terms is for people that deserve it. We deserve it. Arizona football fans deserve better. There's there's really no other way around it. Arizona football fans deserve better, Schuster. And let's hopefully that makes it. Let's hope it make that happens. I will say this before we sign off. And we've got Brandon Sanders coming on the AZ uh, Wildcats podcast. But man, the man that Bill Walsh. Said one time was the uh, the best player in the conference. I'm actually might try to have that quote up for Brandon at some point right there, or Mr. Sanders, as John Schuster would probably prefer to be called, or not you would be called, but Brandon Sanders.
1: <laughs> yes, by but, all means, call me Shoe Sanders. I'll go with that. Yeah, for Shoe Sanders. Him in the next yes, exactly. Seconds.
0: Um, <laughs> but Arizona now has a receiving core you're bringing in, where you got a 1,300 yard receiver from UTEP. You've got a the top rated wide receiver in the country coming in who was committed to Oregon. And oh, yeah, by the way, you have two USCD commits at wide receiver. All of a sudden, Arizona's wide receiving uh, unit has gone from a lot of questions to, wow, this guy can really recruit.
1: Okay, Mike, but here's the follow up question Who's going to throw to them?
0: Well, that's the vision that Fish is selling. I, I got to give it. And oh, and William Brad Allis is on right now. Hello, William. Um, he said, "Good stuff as always." Yes, we appreciate you as well, William. Um, I've but, been watching uh, a
1: show. I, I've been watching a show on my own that reminds me a lot of a, the, the type of show that Brad Alice would watch. I've, by uh, the
0: way, was when your landline was when your landline was ringing? Yeah, was that William Brad Alice? No, because no. he said it was a prominent member of the Tucson media.
1: I did say that, yes, but uh, it was probably not our good pal William Brad Alice. Oh, <laughs> now I'm doing it. Sorry, Brad. <laughs> Holy crap! <laughs> Oh, man. We're going we're uh, to sign okay. off. For- All right. All right. Just a moment. Because I did that, Brad, I owe you Iron Maiden and Def Leppard and, uh, you know, like, oh, Tesla. Tesla. I need to throw Tesla and Queensryche out there just to get, just to make, I, I apologize for dropping your first name. I know that's against your brand and I don't want to do that. I appreciate, since I've known you as Brad for almost 30 years now, I should continue to call you that. So uh, thanks for joining us this evening. Uh, Mike, if you don't mind, before we go. It's been this weird negative. It's kind of been a negative uh, post game show, but keep in mind there were some good things that happened. Arizona was great in the half court, dominated Washington's zone. The, their assist to basket ratio at one point was something like twenty six out of thirty baskets made. That's right. that's nonsense. The you most, know, so they're, a, the, most they're, they're since, the most assist since two thousand and five. Okay, that's that's really good. So Arizona's still moving the ball and. And something else I'd like to take a closer look at here that's, that's occurred over the last uh, few games here. I want to I see how Arizona is in the last four minutes of game and what their margin of difference is in that window. That was when they wore down Illinois. They almost overcame the hump against Tennessee. The Washington game was 6-10 to 10 for most of the game, and Arizona, I think, pushed it up to 19 at one point before it was a 16-point final. Uh, so it seems to me like Arizona's overall style, the stick with it of push, 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 move the ball around, wear them down as things go around, try to stretch things on the defensive end, seems to have an effect later in games. Uh, so that's that's a trend that I continue to want to keep an eye on as things move along, and and those are numbers that, Maybe I'd like to delve into a little bit more. Perhaps I see this as an illusion, but it feels to me like Arizona has had some effectiveness late in games, and I think that's an area that, as frustrating as tonight rightfully was in a lot of categories, there are some things that you can still take out of this game
0: in Arizona's double-figure win uh, that still feel pretty good. All right. William? William? If you want to hop on the uh, post-game show with us on uh, Saturday, this is your on-air invitation there. This is your opportunity to back the A, William. You should also be buying one of these back the A t-shirts right there. These things are fantastic. I already they're going like hotcakes. Hop on. But we're signing off now. Brandon Sanders is going to be on with us tomorrow. As everybody out there, I can't tell you how much I look forward to these post games. Just because I know by the second that I put on the stream yard, we're already going to have 16 comments from people <laughs> checking in on each other. Guys, it's a community we're building right here, and um, I can't thank you guys. Uh, I can't thank you guys enough for all of this. You as well, John Schuster.
1: And again, Mike, people who know their stuff too. And it's fun to be it's fun, fun to be here and chat back and forth and even kind of in the process, you know, bust each other's nads a little bit here and there. You know, it's just it's just it's it's fun to do. We talk some trash. We hopefully provide you some information along the way. And uh, every once in a while,
0: who knows what you might see in the background? All right, back the A, get those T-shirts, go to the PHNX locker for John Schuster. I am Mike Luke. William Brad Alice said if he's not coaching, he will be on there. So you know what? Start flooding William's inbox right there. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.